uh, before we start, I think I would like to uh, introduce my family members first. Yeah. So uh, this is the photo of my loved ones. Uh, yeah. Uh, before we start, nah. Yeah. So my husband Richard on the on the right, on the left, my mother-in-law, and in the middle is my daughter. Yeah. So my daughter is also attending the children ministry uh, in this church. Yeah. So I also want to thank you for all the teachers who have been teaching her. I also would like to thank and honor my husband for his love and care for the family. Uh, he couldn't be here as well because my daughter is not well. Uh, his dedication and willingness to take care of the family, especially when I need to work at night and weekends. Uh, God has been very good to us as a family. Yeah. So the title for today's sermon is God the Counselor. God the Counselor. A lot of things have happened the last few years. We may experience the effect of the pandemic, the isolation that some of us may face, especially seniors who live on their own, the disruption of studies for our children because of home-based learning, uh, the extended time on mobile phone and computer because of the home-based learning. Some of us have lost loved ones and some lost their health. Not all are bad. Some are getting married, graduated from higher education, Babies were born and we rejoice. Recently, in the news, there is a tension between countries. There are wars, fam famine, and the recent earthquake that hit Turkey and Syria. When we look at our lives and the world events unfolding around us, we may be wondering about the presence of God. Is God present in our lives? And all these things that are happening today, how is God working in the world? Is God quiet? Or is He actively working? Our Heavenly Father never stops working. Jesus says in John 5 verse 17, My Father is working until now, and I am working. God is working in the world through His Spirit. The Spirit of God is known as the Holy Spirit or the Counselor. As we are continuing with the Knowing God series, today we are going to learn about the Holy Spirit, the Counselor, and how the Spirit of God counsels us. The first point is that the Counselor or the Holy Spirit is in us. Yeah? The Counselor, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. The Holy Spirit is promised by Jesus to his disciples and all of us. Jesus says in John 14, verse 15 to 18, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yeah. John 14 is the farewell speech that Jesus had with his disciples. He was going back to the Father. Jesus promised his disciples that he will send the counselor to them to be their helper, advocate and comforter. This promise was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. The book of Acts recorded the acts of the Holy Spirit through the apostles. 
Indeed, Jesus fulfilled his promise to his disciples in sending them the Holy Spirit. The question is, how about us? Do we have the Holy Spirit in us? How do we know that we have the Holy Spirit? In verse 15 and 16 say that Jesus will give the Holy Spirit to those who love him and keep his commandments. Those who love him and keep his commandments. What does it mean by loving Jesus? Those who love Jesus are those who receive him. Those who are willing to make Jesus the Lord of their lives. Everyone who decides to follow Jesus will receive the Holy Spirit. If all of us here choose to make Jesus the Lord of our lives, to love him and obey him, all of us have the Holy Spirit in us. He will dwell in us. The world does not know this Spirit. But we are able to know this Holy Spirit because He dwells in us. If some of you are still doubting about Jesus, I encourage you to decide to make Jesus the Lord of your lives. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to have the Holy Spirit in us? What does it mean to have the Holy Spirit in us? It means God's presence is with us. It means, okay, when we have the Spirit of God in us, it means wherever we go, God is with us. We bring the presence of God. When we are working in the office, we bring the presence of God to our office. We reflect the nature of God when we are working. That is why Christian's witness speaks very loudly. Having the Spirit of God in us cause us to bear fruits and glorify God wherever we are. People know and sense that we are followers of Jesus. The Spirit of God stirs our hearts, give us compassion for the people around us. When people see us, they see Jesus. For young people, when you go to university in another country, staying in campus, going for national service, your family, friends may not go with you. But you are not alone. The Holy Spirit is inside you. You bear the image of God among your peers. When you go through a difficult season, getting older or being hit by illnesses, when our children leave us to start their own family, or our spouse has passed on, we may feel alone and we may be feeling the effect of the emptiness. You are not alone. God is with you. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. In our loneliness, we are never alone. God is with us. Singapore sent a CDF team to Turkey to help with the rescue effort. The Spirit of God is present in the team because of the children of God. The Spirit of God is also present in the midst of pain of Turkish and Syrian people. The Holy Spirit is our counselor, our helper and our comforter. We can go through difficult seasons in our lives because the Holy Spirit is with us. We can always approach the throne of grace, not because of our righteousness, 
but because of Jesus Christ. We, we can approach Him anytime. Having the Spirit is a privilege that we have in Him. We belong to Him. The Holy Spirit will be with us forever. It means the moment we believe in Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells in us until we return to our heavenly home, our heavenly Father. The Holy Spirit will always guide us in every season of our lives. He will never leave us unless we decide to reject Him. We may be wondering, can the Holy Spirit leave us? Can He depart from our hearts? One of the cry of the psalmist when he fell into sin, in Psalm 51, verse 10 and 11, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. The psalmist is afraid that the Holy Spirit will leave him because he fell into sin. The first thing we need to remember is God is gracious and full of steadfast love. In our weakness, we may fall to the flesh, but God does not want us to continue to live in the flesh, to live in sin. When we continue in sin, the Holy Spirit in us can be grieved. In Ephesians 4 verse 30 says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So all of us are sealed until the day of redemption. God is a holy God and we are called to be holy, consecrated and being set apart for Him. The Holy Spirit in us wants to dwell in a clean vessel. We honor God with our body, yeah, our mind and soul and our spirit. It is important that we keep our body, our soul and mind and our spirit clean. We keep our body clean by watching over our action and our conducts. We keep our mind and soul clean by being careful what we feed our mind with and examine our will and thoughts. And we keep our spirit clean by, by not getting involved in any occultic practices and keeping our sexual life clean with only our lawful spouse. The blessing of being a child of God is God forgives us for our sins. The Word of God says that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We need to confess before the Lord the things that we have done wrong. Forgiveness is available to all who truly repent. With one condition, we can only be forgiven if we are willing to forgive those who sin against us. Jesus mentions that if we do not forgive others, our Father will not forgive us. We, we have to forgive others no matter how painful it was. So the first point is that the Holy Spirit dwells in us in a clean vessel. The second point is that the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, will teach us. The Holy Spirit will teach us. We must admit that we, don't know, we do not know everything about God. I have been a Christian since birth. And until today, there are things that I do not understand about God and His plan. 
Jesus says in John 14, verse 25 and 27, These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. He will teach you all things. 27, peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Jesus was with his disciples for three years, and he taught them many things about the kingdom of God and the purpose of his coming. But due to their limited understanding of God and the scripture, the disciples did not fully understand the things of God. That is why Jesus told them that the helper, the counselor, will come and he will teach them all things. In the book of Luke, there are two men traveling to Emmaus. They could not understand what had happened in Jerusalem. This is post-resurrection. Jesus walked with them and Jesus revealed to them the meaning of scripture. Their eyes are enlightened, were enlightened and they knew him. How does the Holy Spirit teach us? One area that most parents struggle is parenting. Proverbs 22 verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. As followers of Jesus, we want our children to know Jesus personally, to have a personal relationship with God. But sometimes, the values of the world and the culture we live in may create the fear of missing out. When we are faced with options, we need to check with God what is the right decisions we need to make. We do not rush to decide just because we want to give our children the best start. We live by faith. We live by the grace of God. We trust the leading of the Holy Spirit. There's a recent example. Yeah, recently, I sent my daughter to a new preschool that is nearby our new flat. What I noticed after a couple of weeks, after school, my daughter will show tantrum and emotional outbursts. At first, I thought she was just being naughty. Then I was prompted to ask her whether she was doing well in school. Then she shared her struggle in her new school, struggle to make friends, she felt hurt by certain actions and words from her friends and teachers. She was struggling in her new school. My initial response was to help her, to fight for her, and to protect her. We even thought of changing her school. As I was praying for her, a thought came to my mind. It is the time you teach her about God. She must learn to depend on God when she is in school, when she is on her own. She must learn to exercise her faith in God. So I shared with her that she must pray to God and to help her, and God is with her when she is in school. She asked me questions about this God that she cannot see. She could not understand how someone who cannot be seen can help her. I'm sharing this recent experience as this is the prompting of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit taught me 
not to judge her when she expressed her strong emotion. The Holy Spirit reminded me to point her to God and not to me. The Holy Spirit is working all the time. He is teaching and prompting us. We must be willing to be taught by Him. The Holy Spirit teaches us through many ways. It can be through visions, dreams, through other people, life circumstances, word of knowledge, through prayers, and especially through the Word of God. God gives dreams and vision to us. We do not fully understand what those visions and dreams mean, meant. Very often, these kinds are not to be interpreted in our own understanding. We need another confirmation to understand its full meaning. The confirmation comes very often through the Word of God. That is why all believers must love the Word of God. The Word of God must be read and meditated every day. We can know the Word of God if God gives us the revelation. We need this revelation from the Holy Spirit. God promised us that He will teach us to know who God is. We can know the Word of God through His Word. But what happens is that it is not easy to understand the Word of God. Our mind may not be able to understand what the Scripture meant. It is the Holy Spirit who illuminates the Word and gives us the understanding from God's perspective. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 and 14 says, For who knows a person's thought except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. The only one who knows who God is, is the Spirit of God. Yeah. The Spirit of God is the one who knows God. That's why the Spirit of God dwells in us. Yeah, dwells in us. The Spirit of God is the one that helps us to know who God is. Yeah. 14. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually decent. We can know God not simply because we read the Bible. We know God because the Holy Spirit in us confirms and testify about him. That is why people who have yet received Jesus into their hearts are not able to understand the truth about Him. If we want our loved ones to know Jesus, we must pray for the Holy Spirit to work. Our spirit is the one that helps us to know God. Yeah, our spirit is the one to help to know God. The presence of the Spirit, the Counselor, gives us the peace that the world cannot give. How can we have the peace in our turbulent world? We can have the peace because the Spirit of God is interceding and praying for us. In Romans 8, chapter 26 and 27 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep forwards. So the Spirit in us intercedes for us, praying for us, yeah, with groanings to the forwards. 
And he who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So the Spirit also intercedes according to the will of God, yeah? not according to our will, yeah? according to the will of God. When we see disaster in Turkey and Syria, we are praying for them. The Spirit in us praying for them. The Spirit in us interceding for the people in Turkey and Syria now. The Holy Spirit is working when we see help and aid that come to help the victims. The Spirit of God is working, moving the hearts of the people to be kind and generous. Yeah. So the second point is that the counselor is the one who teach us. Yeah, who teach us. The third point is that the counselor, the Holy Spirit, will help us to live in truth and holiness. The Holy Spirit will help us to live in truth and holiness. Jesus says in John 16, 13 to 15, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And He will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me. The Spirit will glorify me. For He will take what is mine and declare it to you. And all that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that He will take what is mine and declare it to you. So the Spirit will guide us into all truth yeah? and will glorify Jesus. What is truth? What is truth? Jesus said that truth is knowing Jesus Christ and He is the one that the Father has sent. The Spirit of God always points to Christ. The Spirit will glorify Jesus and will declare about Jesus. Jesus is the fulfillment of the Scripture and God's salvation plan for the sins of the world. In Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There is no other name given among men by which we must be saved. Truth has relationship with who Jesus is. For us to believe in the truth means we believe in Jesus. It also means we love him and we obey his commandments. Jesus told his disciples to love one another, and this is the evidence that we are followers of Jesus. To love our neighbor is the evidence that the Spirit of God dwells in us. What does loving our neighbor means? Jesus has set the example of loving his neighbors. Jesus was, was in terms of the Bible, yeah, was meek and gentle in his life. Everything Jesus did is only the will of his Father. He did not do things in his, in his own desire or wants. He only did the will of his Father. There's an example, William Wilberforce, who lived in the 18th and 19th century in England. William Wilberforce was known as someone who fought against slavery in England. In his time, slavery was an acceptable practice, and the nation benefited from the practice. In the Bible, there, were, there are various mentions of slaves in both Old and New Testament. 
In those days, it was hard to understand why slavery is not right. But few people like John Wesley, John Newton, and William Wilberforce felt strongly against it. Why? Why would they bother of the plight of the slaves and fought for their freedom? There were churches and Christians in England back then, and they accepted such practice. God revealed to them his love for the slaves. We could not treat another human being as commodity. We are to love our neighbors as ourselves. Indeed, the Holy Spirit guided them and showed them the will of the Father. How about us? The sign of holiness is the love we have for others. Our love for others must be evident. Not only we say that we love our neighbors, but it is evident in our actions. Looking at Methodists over the years, there are evidence of love by the previous generations. Many have labored because they loved Jesus. They made sacrifices. Lives were transformed because of the work of the Holy Spirit. Methodist grows because the people are filled with the Holy Spirit. And they are taught by the Spirit. And they walk in the Spirit. They do and follow what God wants them to do. They do not follow the way of the world. They hear and know the will of God and do that. My husband came from Hakka Methodist Church. Hakka people is known to be very strict with money. They do not give money easily. But many years ago, when they built the church, Hakka people give their money for the church building. Why did they give? The Holy Spirit in them taught them to give, and they gave cheerfully for the work of God. The same stories can be echoed from churches to churches. People give their resources for the work of the kingdom. There are different causes, but it is the same spirit that works in all of them and us today. Today, as a church and a follower of Christ, the Holy Spirit in us is working. There are people to love. There are kingdom work everywhere. God has placed us in a strategic place. What we need is to discern His will and do what He teaches us to do. The recent article in the news is about the median household income in Singapore. It is very high. It is very, very high. But it reflects our time is our productivity. The time is money. We are afraid of troubling, troubling other people and taking other people's time are just not acceptable. We are so afraid to take other people's time. Yeah? We are so afraid of wasting other people's time. The most important gift that we can give to others is our time. We give our time to hear the needs of others. We must give time for our family members and our parents, our children and others in our circle. We can only bless others when we spend time and have relationship with people around us. We allow the Holy Spirit to work through us by listening to the needs of others and share our resources. God has blessed us so much. Let us love others as the Lord has loved us. Do not ignore His voice, His guidance. When we allow Him to guide us, we will glorify Him and make Him known wherever we are. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this evening. We want to thank you, Lord, for the Word of God that has been shared. 
Lord, we want to remember, we want to thank you for the Holy Spirit that is dwelling in all of us. We want to remember, Lord, those who are still seeking you, those who are still questioning whether Jesus is the way. Father, we pray for the Holy Spirit to work in their hearts and their mind. Help them, Lord, to make a decision to choose Jesus as the Lord of their lives so that they too can have the gift of the Holy Spirit. And as for all of us today, Lord, help us, Lord, lead and guide us. Help us to love you and help us to love others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.